It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Wednesday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It's Wednesday, which means Tony Burke joins me in studio. Well, most Wednesdays. You know, if he's got a golf game or something, he just puts me on the back burner. But uh, welcome in, buddy. Thank you, John. Good to have you on a Thursday, on a Wednesday again. I would have. Uh, is it Wednesday? I yeah, thought it, it was is. Tuesday. No, it's Wednesday. Um, no, no golf game, but if I had one, I might have been there. Absolutely. And with a day like today, I wouldn't blame you. The uh, M&M Cartage Hotline is open. By the way, it is uh, Wednesday, October 5th. The M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450. To join in on the conversation, 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. That's the number to get your text to the show, 414-1450. Netflix update. I have not watched episode two of the Dahmer documentary yet, but uh, I've got a couple hours this afternoon. I'm going to try to get a couple of episodes in. And um, as Gary Clark said yesterday, he's glad he watched it, but he'll never watch it again. Have you uh, ventured upon the monster Jeffrey Dahmer documentary? No, John. Uh, not that interested, to tell you the truth. Based on a true story. I know it is. I the know guy the story. playing Dahmer, Evan Peters, and I've only seen one episode, <laughs> incredible. Looks like him, and the way he talks, you have to imagine, yeah, that sounds like him too. Well, I'm a big Silence of the Lambs fan. Uh, Silence of the Lambs yeah. fan. Love it. But uh, Dahmer, there's something about that. I listen to you talk about it, and I, don't, I just kind of went, hmm. You know, my skin crawls just thinking about going home and watching it. My wife said, don't watch it while I'm in the house. She said, I don't care if you watch it. Don't watch it while I'm in there. I think she thinks I'm going to go upstairs and decide, you know what, maybe that elbow looks looks good to, to nibble on a little bit. But, no, that's just not me. All right, Aaron Judge hit a 60-second home run yesterday. Finally, I, of course, I jinx everybody. So I said on the program yesterday, now, I don't think he's going to do it. And promptly he goes out in the second game of the doubleheader, first at bat, uh, hits one out. Not a prolific bomb. In fact, uh, guy made a nice catch. Uh, left-handed, reached over some people. And then you had the other guy about four seats down who jumped down into the well between the fence and the stands just in case. Now, he might have got let out in handcuffs or told to leave the premises, but if that guy doesn't catch the ball, this guy's got the $2 million ball in his hands. But uh, Aaron Judge hits the homer. All right, I had this discussion with Ed. Who's the home run champion in single season of all time, Tony? Is it whoever you think it is? Because it really yep. doesn't matter. I watched uh, MLB tonight last night. I, I actually was playing old guy softball last night, so I, I miss. I watched the early game, missed the home run, but turned it on and saw it. You know, uh, and they discussed it. Yeah, and they the record all, books always going to say bonds, right? And that's what they talked about. But they said they have no issue. Uh, What's the guy on MLB Network that does the uh, – has got the – I know who he is, the Pedro dark hair. Martinez. No, the guy that does the – up. you know, he's the commentator kind of. He, he Brian said, Kenny? Yep, exactly. Boom. He said uh, – or it might not have been Brian Kenny probably. Oh, but they said the same thing, John. They, they were like, is it wrong if we say Aaron Judge yeah, is the homer? The and they're like, no. They all agree. And uh, the old catcher for the Tigers on there, Alex, uh, helped me again. Avila. Uh, yeah. And he said, I might not have been in the major leagues if it wasn't 
for the steroids and kind of cleaning it up. So there was really interesting stuff said, but I, th- I think he is. But it's hard when they put in a book that Barry Bonds hit 73 and the guys they hit. And then you look and you go, Bonds, McGuire, Sosa. Sosa three times. Wow. McGuire you know what? twice. So I, 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 can, I understand what you're saying, and I agree, but the book still will have Barry Bonds. To me, this is more impressive than Bonds 73 uh, because, A, no uh, physical enhancement by steroid usage. But the ball is different, and guys – this is not a home run hitting year in Major League Baseball. Yeah, what's Trout got? 39? 39 and, and Schwarber's near the 40 mark, but nobody nobody else is anywhere close, close. to what Aaron Judge has done. So to me it's a, it's even more impressive. It is. And 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 he's a freak of nature. Uh they they had a great comment they talked about last night, and I'm I'm stealing it, but what are they gonna pay him? My show steals everything. What are they gonna pay him? Right. He, he he bet he, on himself. He did. A lot of times it works out. Baker Mayfield bet on himself. A lot of times it doesn't. And so far it hasn't for Baker Mayfield. It's working for Lamar Jackson, I think. He's having a great year. He's going to make $40 million a year. Yeah, crazy money. Uh, now, where's he going to end up? If you're Aaron Judge, do you take less to come back to the Yankees because your Yankee legacy is then set? Or do you say, high spitter, I'm a West Coast guy. I was born out there. I lived out there. The Giants really, really seem to want Aaron Judge and are going to throw the checkbook at him. Boston is in play. The Mets are in play. Texas Rangers have a ton of money they were talking about. And look, they went out and got Simeon, and they got uh, the shortstop Seager from the Dodgers, uh, free agents. They're going to go get somebody. Now, they, they probably want a pitcher. They yeah. probably need some pitching. But here's what they talked about with Judge, and I, I thought it was great. What do great. you do if you're Aaron Judge? Judge is going to be the face of your franchise. He's no a cla- he's class act. Everything about him is great. So you're putting your money into an iconic type of player. He's already shown he can hit 62 home runs. and he's He, he can he, hit for average, Tony. He's he's second in the AL, and he's he, going to play today because he wants to win the Triple Crown. Right, and that's going to be hard for him to he's do. He's going to have to go four, four for four. four and, and, um, but – you know he's kind of Derek Jeter. He, he's he is the class. Handles himself he is like the Jeter. guy that you want to represent yourself. So it, it's going to be interesting. But the money, I tell you what, they're going to the cash. They're going to be pulling the trucks up, man, trying Mike, to get him. Michael to Kay, who has been the Yankee uh, TV announcer on the Yes Network for years, said today, "Look, this is Hank Steinbrenner. This is not George Steinbrenner. If this was George Steinbrenner." then Manny Machado would be on the Yankee team right now, and there would be a couple other guys that are on other teams that would be on the Yankee team. This is Hank Steinbrenner. This is a business, and there is a line that the Yankees financially will not cross, and you just hope if you're a Yankee fan and Yankee management, Aaron Judge will say, I'll take a little bit less to stay in New York with this team. Well, no matter what he does, there's a whole lot of money Aaron Judge is making. Even if, if he, he wants the money, the he's going to get forty million a year. Oh yeah, which be, which then leads to the question: a year after that, how much is Shohei Otani going to get? Because Shohei Otani is two players, Tony. You're exactly. I right. mean, if if Aaron Judge is going to make forty million, shouldn't Otani make seventy million, thirty five million for being a pitcher and thirty five million for being a hitter? No, but he's two different players. I know, but. Now, where, where does the money stop? Is the question. It's it TV deals. Stop. It doesn't stop. 
And I'm not changing the subject. They were talking about basketball the other day with uh, today and with the new contract, TV contract coming out. These guys are going to be making like $75 million, And the money just keeps coming. And yeah. guys like Judge, no matter what he makes, it's, it's lifetime money. As long as advertisers are going to pay the price okay. to the networks, and the, then the networks will go ahead and pay that price to the leagues to cover their games, the money's just going to continue to go up. All right, here's the question. Who do you want to be? Who do you want your future to be? If you are this player, would you rather be Aaron Judge or would you rather be Shohei Otani? Going forward, Otani is one year younger. Truthfully, John. Who, who do you want to be? Otani. Otani is uh, yeah, if Otani he's was, a unicorn. If, if Otani was playing for the New York Yankees this year, what would his numbers yeah, be? Yeah, and there are no other Otanis. Yes, there are no. There are other home run hitters. Uh, nobody's done it like Judge this year, but there are other star outfielders slash DHs who you can plug in, and you're not going to get the 62 home run season, but you're going to get good. There's only one Otani. Okay, and, and you know what he money he brings pitch on his right arm last night, by the way. And you know how much money comes from the Japanese? How much money there is for how they watch him? How they, you know, his advertising there plus here, it's crazy. And he's so good. I saw his numbers on the baseball pitching. People don't realize what his numbers are in the pitching. Have you? They're seen off him, the chart. Have you seen him run the bases? Oh, he fly. He can steal bases for. He steals bases. Let's look up his numbers just for fun. But pitching, he is one of the top probably five pitchers, maybe top three pitchers in the American League. And that's not any exaggeration. Playing on a team that can't win games, and he wins games. He is batting uh, 273. Uh, Let's see. 34 home runs. 95 runs batted in. Uh, As a – I didn't even look at stolen bases. I know he's got double-digit stolen bases. 161 innings pitched. He is 15 and 8 as a starter. 235 ERA, 213, 213 strikeouts, 43 walks. He has only allowed 123 hits and 161 innings pitched. And if he was, that's unbelievable. If he was pitching for the Yankees, what would his numbers be? If a 2.35 ERA. Well, it's a smaller ballpark. But the Yankees score a lot more runs than the Angels. Uh, he'd have a better record, probably. He'd right. definitely have His ERA might be up a little, but he'd be like seventeen and three. Stolen bases. I was wrong. He's uh, he's only eleven of twenty in stolen bases. They don't want him to steal bases. What's his OPS? And I know uh, young people go, "What's, What's his OPS? what?" OPS. His OPS is eight seventy seven. League average is five fifty ish. Eight seventy seven. Crazy good. Crazy good. Yeah, I think that's an easy answer. I didn't know how you would answer it because, okay, let's put it this way. Do you want to be Shohei Otani going forward, assuming you stay with the Angels, or Aaron Judge going forward, assuming you stay with the Yankees? That makes it a little different. Yeah, it, it's pretty much a toss-up. They're both great. and But uh, Otani just has – so much to give as a baseball player. And that judge does, too. I'm not putting Aaron Judge down, but you just asked me a hard question, and I took Otani. <laughs> hey, I don't blame you. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, Texas says, John, just to play devil's advocate to you and Ed, the Yankee Stadium is second smallest in the majors behind the Great American Ballpark, the Great American <laughs> Ballpark. 
Uh, if he wasn't a Yankee or if he played in Comerica Park where the fence is 420, he doesn't get near 62. I will have more respect for his accomplishment if he follows it up with over 50 next year. Well, get, I'll tell you this. The ball's going to be better next year. I don't think Major League Baseball like, and I, I've seen it. I watch a lot of baseball. I've seen 380-foot fly balls this year that off the bat, they're home runs. And Major League Baseball's they're not going to go back to the, the live ball era, but they're going to go in between. Live ball and this dead ball this season, and it is a dead ball, and that's why the pitching has been better than the hitting for most of the season, which leads to a lot of unders coming in, which leads to me losing a lot of money because I hate unders. But that's a whole other story. Um. All right, the playoffs are set now. Friday, we will start Tampa Bay at Cleveland, Seattle at Toronto. Remember, these are all three-game series, all in the same home ballpark. Cleveland, Toronto, the Mets, and St. Louis are going to host. So you got Tampa Bay at Cleveland, Seattle at Toronto, San Diego at the Mets, and Philadelphia at St. Louis. By the way, the New York Mets, Tony, were minus 1,400 to win the National League East in early August. They didn't do it. Are they doing Mets things again? Uh, I'm going to say a little. I think they're, they're still, still good. Think they're, really good. they're still really good, and the Braves put it to them. You but. lose three in a row with DeGrom, Scherzer, Bassett on the mound. All you, do, all you had to do is win one. Yeah, can I show you how all good you the Braves? I know you don't like the Braves, but. I don't pull for the Braves. I don't dislike the Braves. The Braves have a lot of players that I, I pull for and are fun to watch. Um uh, some you know, guy from the Courier-Journal kind of throws you Ronald, off. Ronald, uh, he does. And Ronald Acuna <laughs> bothers me a lot. Marcelo Zuna, the fact that he's still on the team after his uh, transgressions, illegal things that he's done, that bothers me a lot. Um, I like the Braves. I don't like the hype of the Braves because now the Braves are uh, – we're better than everybody else, and we know Again. it, and we just want – we want to let you know it too. They want to let you know that they're better than everybody else. I will be pulling against the Braves. God forbid it's Braves-Astros in the World Series. <laughs> but it could be. Uh, have you amended your World Series prediction? Because I'm no longer on the Angels, just for the record. Uh, I'm not sure exactly who my American League team was. We, all, we, all, we both had the Dodgers. I know we both had the Dodgers, and I, I want to say – Oh gosh, maybe Houston. what? Maybe I don't I know. I could have went with Toronto. Oh, I think you did go with Toronto. I think I you did. did go with Toronto. Hey, they're in the playoffs. Better yeah. than the Angels. Yep. Toronto will host uh, Seattle Friday night game times. I, I'll check at the break, but uh, as of earlier this morning, they had not yet been announced. But this is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and I say this all the time, Tony. Anybody can win a three-game series. So if I gave you one choice of visiting teams here. Who you got on the uh, as, as a visiting team that can go into one of these home places and win two out of three? Well, that's best a, bet. The best bet to me, and I'm going to give you. I'm going to say Tampa Bay. Okay, that's fair enough. But I'm going to give you the team that I'm going to bet to win the World Series as a long shot. Cleveland, and it's Cleveland who plays Tampa Bay this weekend. Ironically, so you should load up Tony on Tampa <laughs> Bay. Because um, I can, as I mentioned, I can jinx anybody. I love the way Cleveland plays. I love their lineup. Uh, they've got Ahmed Rosario. They got guys you don't know of. Jose Ramirez should be an MVP candidate every year. Nobody talks about him. They got a guy named Naylor that looks like he should be in an old man softball league, but he crushes the ball. Ahmed Rosario is probably the best two hitter in baseball. 
good pitching with Sean Bieber. Great Shane closer. Bieber is their uh, their uh, starter, their stud starter. But they've got Cal Quantrill, and they got a couple other guys that can pitch. And you mentioned the closer, Classe. Classe. He's uh, maybe one, he's one of the best closers in baseball. I love this Cleveland team. I do. Now I don't know if they get the Yankees. Let's see. They are the three seed, so they would get the Yankees in round two. Uh, if they won, but I like Cleveland a lot. Now you just debunked that by taking Tampa Bay as the well. You asked me which one I thought had the best shot. Yeah, Toronto hosting Seattle. I think Toronto's offense is too good here. Seattle's pitching is not good enough to slow them down. The Mets hosting San Diego. That's interesting. That is San Diego's got some star power and some good solid starting pitching with uh, Blake Snell, Sal Mania right off the bat. Uh, and the Mets, you just feel like the Mets are going to screw it up. They've had a great year. They won 100 games for the second time in team history. They won their 100th game yesterday. But they got to play in the wild card round, and you just feel like they're going to blow it. Philadelphia and St. Louis, I'm surprised the Cardinals are there, but I'm also surprised the Phillies are there. That's a, a Survivor Series game. Winner gets the uh, – <laughs> Gets the Astro, or the winner gets the Dodgers. Good luck. No, I take it back. The winner gets the Braves. But good luck, Philly and St. Louis. Have a nice three days in uh, St. Louis. All right, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, Scott Satterfield, is, how hot is the seat getting for Scott Satterfield? Also, uh, some NFL updates. Who do you think the leader now for over-under is in the NFL? It might surprise you. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Well, that's true. That's the out well. <laughs> Do you remember I'm back in 1966? Welcome back. Beers on Sports. I didn't hear the music, Dave. My I bad. Either. <laughs> Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cardage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Just discussing uh, on Allegiant, on Allegiant uh, if the uh, Notre Dame-BYU game where the Catholics are playing the Mormons, if that should actually be in Las Vegas. That seems sacrilegious, Tony. Well, everybody shows up in Vegas. It doesn't matter who it is. And we were talking off the air that – a lot of people booked that trip early for Notre Dame, and that's just kind of a, a good way to plan a trip. I thought tickets wouldn't be that bad, but as you're looking on your phone, what is it? Uh, tickets are as low as $115. Yeah, that's not low. <laughs> I mean, I need that money to go to the craps table later in the day. I don't need to be spending $115 to watch Notre Dame and BYU. By the way, Notre Dame unranked is a uh, three, three-and-a-half-point favorite against 16th-ranked BYU. That's a 730 Saturday night game, which is 4.30 in the afternoon in Las Vegas. Well, you go double or nothing when you're in Vegas. <laughs> you just walk down to – when you're walking in, place the bet. Did you pay so for the tickets? So put 120 down on black or red, whichever one you choose. Or if pick it hits, one of the teams. If it hits, you go to the ball game. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. If it doesn't, you stay in the casino and try to get it back slowly. Yeah, slowly. Take your time. m and Cartage hotline is open, although I can't hear myself, so don't call right now. 384-1450. The Thornton's text line. Use the Thornton's text line right now. That is 414-1450. Same texture said, sorry, John, thought Tony was Ed. 
because you guys were talking so much baseball. Yeah, I get that. Ed loves to talk baseball. Speaking of Ed and baseball, the Reds are trying to avoid the second 100-loss season in team history. They got the Cubs coming today, 4-10, I think, at uh, Great American Ballpark. We should go. Yeah, we should get. We should on. leave we should the show the and head up there. That's think, a big one. That's a big. Game. I think we can get tickets. Uh, maybe for as low as seven dollars. Not one hundred and fifteen. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, do the. I don't even know who's pitching today. Do the Reds win tonight, Tony? Yes. They they avoid that loss. Yes. Graham Ashcraft for Cincinnati. Uh, the Cubs will send Adrian Sampson, who's four and five with a three ten ERA. The Reds have had to win the last two games to avoid the hundred mark, and now they got to win one more. I think it was nineteen eighty-two was the only hundred-loss uh, season in franchise history. Does David Bell survive? No. Yeah, I agree with you. You you know I understand. Look, small market. We're not good. We're Yard selling sale. off our good parts at the trade deadline. Joey Votto gets hurt. We got a bunch of injuries. India was hurt for a while. We got a lot of guys coming up from AAA to see who can play. These this last two months has not been about winning. It's been about let's see who can play and who can't play. And I guess uh, the question is, does David Bell pay for that? And I think he does. Yeah, unfortunate. It's very unfortunate because he had nothing to do with all those players leaving, and they had they were pretty good the last few years. They kind of he kind of turned them around. But yeah, you can't no matter what. The team is the losses are the losses. Maybe they go and, get Tony Larusa. Ooh, yikes! All right, we're going to stop talking baseball. The texture pointed out we're talking a little too much baseball. College football, we got a standalone game tonight. All these baseball games today, Tony, which none of which mean anything, by the way, are at four o'clock. These two, t- whoever scheduled this college football game, brilliant, because there's nothing else on tonight. SMU and Central Florida from Orlando. Central Florida is a slight favorite there. I'm going to take SMU, by the way. This wasn't because of the weather, was it? Was it scheduled? I don't think it was. It's Dallas. It's in uh, Orlando. I don't think it was because of the weather. I think this was planned all along, and whoever scheduled it knew what they were doing. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, because there there is nothing on tonight <laughs> besides for Dahmer. Dahmer, yeah. I can yeah. watch the and I can finish the Nolan Ryan documentary that I started. But other than that, I'll be watching uh, The Good Dinosaur with my grandson again, so... I'm looking forward to some Wednesday night. You know the weather has changed. Fall is officially here when you get Maction. You know, you get Maction on Tuesday nights and Wednesday nights. And then I get a Wednesday night. I guess that's a uh, American Athletic Conference game, SMU and the UCF. Yep. Very excited. Gus Malzahn at, at home. I'm going against Gus here. I'm going yeah, Central him. Florida's 3-1, and one, SMU's 2-2, two and two, and uh, – Central Florida is a two and a half point favorite, according to what yeah, I. Yeah, I got to take the points here. They they lost to Louisville. Oh, I wasn't going to say that. That, you, that was mean spirited. A little mean spirited. Speaking of Louisville, I mentioned this yesterday. I got a little bit of a uh, little bit of grief about it from a couple of people. I still don't have an answer to why it was okay to put Malik Cunningham back in that football game on Saturday. He obviously went down with a shot to the uh, cranium. He was out for a play, came back in, played that series. I think he played one more series, and then all of a sudden 
he was on his way to the locker room with medical personnel, and and uh, the the backup quarterback had to come in and finish the thirty four thirty three loss at Boston College. A, it's a bad loss, but the more important point here is I don't think we learn anything from Tua Tonga-Vailoa, not only at the college level, but we saw Tampa Bay's Cameron Brait take a shot to the head, ran into his own man, a little friendly fire uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Sunday night, national television, 22 million people watching. He went out for one play and came back in, and at halftime it was determined that he had a concussion. How did he get back in that game? And back to Malik Cunningham, did the Cardinals miss something here putting him back into the game? Or was he okay? Was this something that happened later in that last drive that he was in on that they decided he had a concussion? No, I was it looks I had, bad. I had the game on when the guy slid and when he slid and the guy hit him and I thought right then and there, that that's bad. And I don't know, you know, it it's it's tough, but now with the, like you said, the Tua thing, nobody you're you can lose your job. You everybody's paying attention right now. Everybody's paying attention, and I'll say this: if you're the head coach of the Louisville Cardinals and you're thirty and twelve, then that's all fine. But if you are Thank you for uh, plugging that back in. Tom. It just fell a little while ago. But I if you're 20 and 22, which Scott Satterfield is in his fourth season here, <laughs> this is a coach thing now. Now it's a, if you're 30 and 12, maybe you get away with it. But if you're 20 and 22, which is what Scott Satterfield's record is, this is cause, right? This is cause for dismissal. And maybe, maybe when Malik Cunningham came to the sidelines, he didn't even. Walk past Scott Satterfield. He didn't even talk to Satterfield's got to coach a game. He's got a lot going on here. Maybe he didn't even talk to him. But if he goes back in the game, ultimately that's the head coach's responsibility. Yeah, there's a lot of people that are responsible, starting with the doctors and the trainers and then the coaching staff. But it, it is such a bad thing right now if somebody's going back in the game. And, and it's costing people their jobs. And, yeah. and that's – that's where you have to weigh that line as a doctor or a trainer. You're going to say, look, he can't go. I don't care what the situation in the game is. He can't go back in the game. And the independent neurologist in the, in the Tua Tangavailoa case in the Buffalo game two weeks ago, he got fired by the NFL. They're not putting his name out there. They want to smear his reputation, and I'm glad they're doing that. They don't need to do that. But the team doctor for uh, Miami still employed. Now, the argument he has is, well, it's up to the neurologist to clear his head. When we went back to the locker room, he told me his back was hurting. I was looking at his back. I was checking his spine. and I had no idea it was a head injury. But anybody that was watching that game knew that it was a head injury. And anybody that was watching the Louisville-Boston College game on Saturday, when he got hit as he tried to go down, immediately you just jump a little bit and go, oh, that had to hurt. He got him right in the head. And for him to come back in and then not finish the game after what we we never saw another big hit on him uh, where his head snapped back or anything. And Scott Satterfield did say yesterday, he didn't want to get into details, but yes, it was a head injury. Yes, it was a head injury. Well, then why was he back in the game? I don't know if anybody asked that question, but I do know that question was never answered. Well, I'm going to tell you something else, too. He's probably not going to play Saturday. 
And when they lose, that's a game they can possibly win. That's a win. game they can win, yeah. They're and favored, that, actually. That's At gonna, least they were. That's going to put him really behind the eight ball the rest of the year. You're talking about uh, Satterfield. Satterfield. Yeah, and now he says yesterday he's going to focus on the defense a little more because they did score 41 against South Florida. They did score 33 against Boston College. Uh, I'd stick with the offense because you're going to find a quarterback here, right? Yeah. It, there, there's a huge drop-off on uh, – what's the quarterback's name? I know it. Uh, Dolman. Dolman. There's a Rock huge drop-off. There's, name, not, there's not kind of a drop-off. Yeah. It's a cliff. It's uh, and I said before the season started, if Malik Cunningham anything happens to him, I'm I'm uh, I'm the first rat off the ship here. I'm jumping. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, one of my favorite websites, CoachesHotSeat.com. Scott Satterfield is now up to tenth. Now it's because some of these guys ahead of him got fired, like Jeff Collins at Georgia Tech and Scott, Scott Frost. Frost. But five coaches of Power Five programs have now been fired so far this season. Two in the Big Ten two in the Pac-12, and one in the ACC, uh, it is no longer – it's no longer a situation where administrators, athletic directors, presidents wait till the end of the year because that used to be the case. But I think with NIL and the way it's shaping the game now, if your guy's not getting it done, you get him out of there earlier. Did you see what it, the it buyout – Did actually. you see what the buyout is on Jimbo Fisher? Uh, it's it's unbelievable, but he is top ten on the coach's hot seat. Right Ninety five million. I'd say fire me. <laughs> and they, some people want him fired. You're going to collect ninety five million dollars to hand to me to watch. remember what Ed Orgeron said when LSU told him uh, they were going to let him go, but they were going to pay him his full buyout. Ed Orgeron said, "How soon do you want me out of here, and which door do you want me to go through?" Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Alabama is a 24-point favorite over Texas A&M. A&M was in the top and, 10 to start the season. And do you remember that three months ago we were all talking about how Jimbo dissed Alabama and him and Saban? We're, we're marking October 8th down on the calendar, Tony. That's going to be – game days in Lawrence, Kansas. They're not in Tuscaloosa. In Lawrence, Kansas. They're not in Tuscaloosa. Uh, by the way, Tom Allen is has uh, – Actually dropped to twenty seventh on the coach's hot seat. Wait a couple more weeks. He, he's three and two, so he moves down. You don't want to move up this list. You want to move no. down this list, and he's moved down to twenty seventh. I think, and I took a picture of it, so let me find out. I think Jimbo Fisher's now eighth on this list, uh, which is kind of incredible. Yeah, he's number eight. And don't they have the top recruiting class in the country? Uh, yeah, and that's part of what that whole discussion. Forum was about that a lot uh, of guys when he come. when he sort of badmouthed <laughs> Nick Saban. Uh, Jeff Scott is number one on the hot seat of South Florida. David Shaw at Stanford. Uh, Brent Venables is up to third at Oklahoma. He, Tony, he's been there yeah. five games. Wow, he's been there five games. Don't give him a chance. Who they got? Texas <laughs> this week. Uh, yeah, that uh, should have been a big it's game. A Red River, Red River rivalry. But I don't think either team's ranked. So, uh, oh, well, Oklahoma's. Still ranked. They are. They're ranked. They are ranked. They are not ranked, are they? No, they're ranked. They're not ranked. <laughs> uh, well, TCU puts up a double nickel on you. You're not doing – Brent Venable's a defensive coach, by the way. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, Northwestern, is number four. I didn't think Northwestern fired coaches for losing. I didn't either. Uh, Tim Albin, Ohio University, is number five. <laughs> Ken 
Neil Matalolo of Navy, Navy is sixth, Midship. followed by Brian Harson of Auburn. Who I, I thought I can't would believe be like he's third. still on the list because I can't <laughs> believe he's still high, still uh, employed. Auburn, by the way, you mentioned it during the break. Thirty point dog. Third, when's the last time Auburn got thirty to points to Georgia from anybody? Anybody. Georgia's mad though. Georgia's mad. This is a refocus week for Georgia. They could have because lost. you almost lost to Missouri. Boy, would that have, would that have really that would have messed things up? Wow. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, we mentioned his eighth. Number nine, Steve Sarkeesian at Texas. So, Brett Venables and Steve Sarkeesian, this might be a loser-leave-town match, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas. Whoever and crosses the Red River, huh? Scott Satterfield <laughs> is 10th. There are some great names on this top 30 list. Butch Jones, Tony. Where's he at? Uh, Arkansas State, he's in the top 20. Neil Brown at West Virginia yeah. is in the top 20. Uh, Terry Bowden, Louisiana Monroe, is in the top 30. Eli Drinkwitz is still on here. He almost beat Georgia, and he's 26th. Clark Lee, who said we have a great program we're building at Vanderbilt, he's 25th on the list. Jeff Halfley, who just beat Louisville, 22nd at Boston College. So it's one of my favorite websites. I love coacheshotseat.com. That just makes me morbid. We will go over some more college football games, and I will tell you who the new NFL leader and over-under the highest number is for the year after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Final segment. Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 502-384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text into the show at uh, 414-1450. In fact, Buzz Frank, who's uh, been concussed a few times in his life, Tony, <laughs> he always uh, – here's what he texted me. Back in my day – we got our bell rung, went back in the game. You hear guys my age say that all the time. Still doesn't make it right. We need to do better today for the players. Uh, I agree with him. Buzz the guy that uh, you've talked to him, you feel like he Might have just had his bell rung a half hour ago, and that's every time I talk to him. <laughs> Love you, Buzz. Uh, Buzz, and I'll see Buzz. We'll see Buzz Friday night. It's uh, St. X Emmanuel, Tony. Big game over at St. X Friday night. Uh, undefeated Crimsons, the one-loss Tigers, basically for um, – a great seed in the upcoming postseason. And I think it's going to be a really good uh, barometer for the Manuel Crimsons to see yeah. where they are undefeated. Only undefeated team in 6A and, and, uh, in the Should state of fun. Kentucky, so it ought to be a good one Friday Get night. there early. Get your digital tickets. And, and where's if, that game on, John, if you, you want to listen to it? can't be there, you can listen to me and Tony on Big X Sports Radio starting Friday night, 645 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. St. X and Manuel right here on the Big X. Uh, I'm going to get Tony's Lock of the week. He wasn't here last week, so I couldn't make any money off of his lock of the week. But before I get to that, who do you think in the NFL? It's probably an easy question here. Who do you think in the NFL is uh, their over under has changed to where they are now the leader, the highest number in over unders at thirteen and a half? They began the season. I'll give you this clue at nine and a half, and they're already up to thirteen and a half. The Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. Now, they're undefeated, so that's sort of – you look and go, well, let's see, is anybody 4-0? Yeah, it's the Eagles. The Eagles were 9.5, Tony, 
they they're four and zero. Did the voters? Did the odds makers think we're, they were going to lose all four of those games? Because now they're thirteen and a half. That's a big jump. Well, when you got you know you got the, you're looking at that division. That's the best division in football right now, John. Dallas three and one. Jazz three and one. And then there's Washington. Yeah, the Commandos are not doing very good. Sorry, Buck and Joby. <laughs> the Commandos. Uh, the Bills, by the way, are still at thirteen. Here's the interesting one. I don't know what the Ravens' number is, but the Ravens are two and two. Tony, they've been trailing for a total of fourteen seconds this year. They two lost a twenty-one point lead to Miami, and they Watch lost a seventeen-point lead this past weekend to yeah. Buffalo. And they're two and two. They've trailed for fourteen seconds this season. How That's a can good you be team. two and two? That's a really I got good one team. For you. Lamar's been great, by the way. And this is something I was thinking when you were talking about the Eagles. I'll bet you the Detroit Lions have covered over in every game they've played. Yes. They're averaging 35 a game. They lead the league in scoring. Now, they also have given up 35.3 per game. That's why I said the over. So Yeah, the over, uh, they've had 38-35 to start the season. 48-45 is the most recent game. Crazy. The, the lowest scoring game they've been in was 27-24, a loss. And that one went over, too. Yeah, the Lions are my over. <laughs> the uh, over kings. They're the kings of the over. And they're also, for the record, they're also 1-3. and three, And they go to New England this weekend. So I would, I got to look now. By the way, Buzz just texted, it's ringing now. <laughs> Uh, I got to look at the over/under in the Detroit, um, New England game. That is a one o'clock game on Fox. Over/under forty-five and a half. Now New England can't score, but I think everybody like can score, score against on Detroit. Detroit. Right. All right. Uh, did you watch Victor Wambanyama last night? Watch the highlights of him. Didn't get to ESPN watch the game, too. but I saw plenty of highlights. He's seven four. I heard seven five. I've heard seven four. I've heard seven three. Eighty inch wingspan. Can play like a guard. I know you, you think, oh, no, he can't. He's got a handle. He's got a nice-looking jumper, three-point shooter. Loves to play defense from the scouting report. Wants to block everything that comes his way in the lane. But he also likes to bring the ball up and shoot it from outside. and Or he can drive to the basket. And he is being called, and this is unfair, the closest thing to LeBron since LeBron as far as coming into the league with an impact. Yeah, I, I watched it seven for 11 on three-pointers. They were playing the G League uh, yep. Ignite team. And who has the top player besides Scoot. for him? Scoot, Scoot Henderson. Henderson. But this kid hit seven of 11 threes, and they were smooth threes. One of them, he crossed the guy over, stepped over, knocked down a three. So it's not just, well, he wasn't playing nobody. He's yeah. that tall. Yeah. He, I, when I saw it, I was like, why do I not know about this guy? And I only had to wait. He's playing one more game in the United States. I think it's either tonight or tomorrow. I'll bet it's televised. And it's, he said, too bad that I was born because Scoop Henderson would have been, would the, have number been the number one, one pick. One pick. Yeah. That's a, that's a great line. By yeah. Uh, I'm not being cocky here, but if Scoot would have been any other year, he'd be the number one pick. That's pretty cool. Uh, Victor Wambanyama. Remember that name. Uh, and, again, these guys aren't going to play college. No. They're going – the rules changing, and they're going straight to the NBA. And they wouldn't be going to college anyway. Um, Giselle and Tommy are getting divorced as we uh, look at the news and notes. Giselle 
That's why um, she texted text me. Text me later. I'll send my number to you. And uh, I guess, Tom, you can send it to me. I'll give it to my wife. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it just tells you money can do a lot of things, Tony. Can't bring you happiness. No, that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> you know what? Throw some my way. Let's see if it brings me any happiness. Um, all right. Let's get to college football games of the week this weekend. Uh, I mentioned yesterday the top five teams in the country are all favored by 20 or more points, with the highest being, of course, Georgia at home, 330 on CBS, hosting Auburn as a 30-point favorite. Does Georgia coming off that Ole Miss game, are they mad enough to cover against what is obviously, Tony, a bad Auburn team? Wow, 30 points. I know. My mind says you have to take. When I see an Auburn team in uniform, I always think, no way. This team looks good. This is going to be a good team. They're not good. They're not. But I still would have to take the 30 because it's just 30 points in an SEC game. But Michigan and Indiana, Michigan on the road, 22 point favorites coming off the uh, road win at Iowa. So a back-to-back road games for Michigan. The Hoosiers, of course, disappointing loss uh, at Nebraska. They're back home. Obviously, I don't think they're going to win this game, but 22, is that too many? I think they'll cover it. Yeah, I kind of disagree. Now, I don't know if I'm going to put it in my six-pack on uh, Saturday, but um, I, I think Noon. Michigan I think Michigan and Ohio State are they're destined to be undefeated when they meet. Right, and, and I think it's a letdown for Michigan playing at noon at IU. Yeah, they can score games, some man. points. They'll cover it. They'll cover it. Noon games. Speaking of noon games, we talked about this one off the air. Eighth ranked Tennessee at twenty fifth ranked LSU. Brian Kelly's team hasn't lost since that season opener against Florida State. Uh, Tennessee is undefeated. Oh, the glory is back in Knoxville. Oh, everybody's uh, thinking the Vols are the greatest te- Rocky team on dirt. They're a three-point favorite, which seems a little low to me if they're as good as we think they are against LSU. This is not a night game in Death Valley at LSU. This is a noon start. Yeah, I, I hate that if I was LSU playing that game at noon and not playing at night. So I, I really wanted to take LSU in the picks I do, but the more I kept looking at it, I said at noon, three points, I'd have to take Tennessee. It's, and this is picks just – who wins? This has nothing to do with the spread, the the yeah the, the, the jackpot that, we that we're did. in. Yes, but it, if you take LSU in this game and Tennessee wins it, you're kicking yourself. Yeah, well, you're, you're, but if you take Tennessee and LSU, what would Big Al the Fish say? Well, Big Al the Fish says if it's too if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. So you'd have to take LSU, which means you take LSU in this spot. Uh, another uh, game with ranked teams. I loved UCLA last Friday at home against Washington, and they covered. Uh, They're at home again, and 11th-ranked Utah comes in. The Utes inexplicably lost in the swamp in the opener this season, but they're 4-1. They're really good. They're also a a 4.5-point favorite at UCLA, 330 game on Fox. Which is a 12-30 game. It's kind of early on the West Coast. Which is on the West Coast, but I like Utah, too. UCLA undefeated. Utah giving them points, that tells you to take Utah. Uh, let's get to some local games. Let's start with Purdue and Maryland, Big Ten Network, noon. As I mentioned yesterday, it seems like Louisville-Purdue, they're always going to be noon starts this year. Purdue at Maryland. Maryland's 4-1, and one, still unranked. That's a good Maryland team. they got Tunga Vailoa at quarterback, three-point favorite. Normally, did, I did would the like – the bombs find something last week? Another noon game. Is every game at noon this every week? Every game's at noon. Except Kentucky. Unfortunately, I do like Maryland. Uh, I think Maryland is good. and But it's a game Purdue can win. 
I uh, think very easily. Maryland's uh, only lost Ohio State, and they played them tough for a played while. Played them tough for a long while. Uh, Louisville, Virginia, don't know if Malik's going to play. Louisville's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. ACC Network at noon. I think if Malik plays, then they're a three-and-a-half-point favorite. If he doesn't play, are they a six-point underdog? Uh, I'm not going to put all my money on Brock. Uh, they – they can't. Uh, they couldn't stop Boston College. That's I like a bad Virginia. Team. I think Virginia's quarterback is uh, is really good, yeah. and I think Virginia at home. Louisville, Louisville's looking for answers. Duke just pounded Virginia last week. Just pounded. Them. Well, that's a good. That's good for the. Yeah, Cardinals. it was uh, Michigan. I said uh, Dugan just corrected me. It was not Ohio State that Maryland played. It was Michigan that they played tough. My bad. Thank you, Dugan. That's good to know the boss is listening. Kentucky hosting South Carolina. Cats uh, coming off that loss. South Carolina's three and two, Tony, but they haven't beaten anybody. They Arkansas. Beat, they beat South Carolina State. They did beat South Carolina State. Arkansas ran them out of the building. Georgia ran them even further out of the building. Uh, Spencer Rattler, the quarterback, seven thirty SEC Network. Ten and a half is the number I got. That's what I have, and I think Kentucky will rebound. This game actually does mean something to them. If they don't bounce back, they could ruin their SEC any chances of the season. Not that they have, and that's the next two games, right? Because you got a two good home Mississippi games, State team coming in. Two home games, seven thirty on SEC Network mm-hmm. before a bye week. You, I mean, if you want to accomplish what the, your goal is here, you're six and one at the end of this game. And games. I think lucky, lucky, luckily for Kentucky that they are night games, which yeah, Keeneland they, they involved make, there on the second both, one, right? Both, or both, both yeah. days. Keeneland will be rocking. The, the crowd will be rocking. You just got to come out and play. Are we football. too old to do that? Because no. that's a long day anymore. It's a long day, but it's a fun one. It is a fun day, but I got to take Sunday off. You got to take Sunday off. Yeah. You take Sunday off and just watch football games and sleep. You mentioned Mississippi State. They're Sorry, John, that's what you do on Sundays anyway. <laughs> They're right. I don't get out of my chair. They're ranked 23rd. They got Arkansas coming in, and Mississippi State is a much larger favorite than we thought they might be. You yeah, nine that, and a half? That's an interesting game. I've liked Arkansas most of the year. Mississippi State has played really well, but nine and a half I have, and that's a noon game, so the cowbells won't be quite as loud. <laughs> oh, they'll be loud. That's the that, dumbest thing. Cowbells with a hangover are not good. That is the dumbest Rule grandfathered in in college athletics to let guys <laughs> let people bring in weapons that are metal that make noise because you did them before. Mississippi State's only loss was at LSU. They manhandled A and M this week, forty-two to twenty-four. So maybe we shouldn't be as surprised as we are by that spread. They're four and one, and again they're back in the top twenty-five. I'll still take Arkansas on that one. All right, I like the points. Have we mentioned your lock of the week yet? I don't. I don't think we have. No, we have not. Okay, uh, go ahead. Tell everybody get your pens and paper out. Tony Burke's lock of the week, and he's been hot this year. ACC game, Clemson at Boston College, twenty and a half. Clemson's given it. You don't believe in the Eagles after that big win last week? No, I don't think they're going to rebound well, and I think Clemson's just going to come in and, and, and pound them. I worry about Clemson with a home emotional right. win over NC State. Uh, going on the road uh, against a Boston College team that obviously they should handle as a three touchdown favorite. Well, they scored thirty. They scored thirty four points against the Cardinals. They will not score many points against Clemson. Clemson just has to put some points on the board and they will cover. Clemson's that team nobody's talking about. Yep. Have you noticed that? Exactly. Everybody's talking about Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Throw Michigan in there, and then underneath there, nobody cares. Nope. Thanks to uh, Dave Reichel on the other side of the glass. Tony Burke for joining me today. Again, 
I'm giving you SMU tonight. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Yeah.